Welcome to Roma Pod, the brand new podcast series talking about all things property and specialist finance. This, in our first ever episode, our host Scott Marshall chats to John McNamara from Focus Commercial about the current market, challenges faced and what the future holds. We hope you enjoy it. Thank, thank you for joining us uh, this morning. Um, oh, you're, well, you're very welcome. In terms of this year, 2020 has been a, a, an interesting year, uh, to put it nicely, uh, for many people and many businesses. If you were to look back at the start of the year on the 1st of January, what were your plans for the business for, for this year? And in terms of um, you know, there being a Boris bounce and, and, and business going well, et cetera, et cetera, what, what were you expecting? At um, the beginning of the year, we, I'd sat down with me um, head of marketing, Beth, and our main vision really was to rebrand our, our company. Um, the last couple of years, we've been really focused on the development and the bridging sectors, and we've had some uh, quite a lot of success with it. So we wanted to up our game, up our uh, branding, and refocus our vision, really, um, our vision for the company, our vision for the product um, the client's experience and client's offering really to to assist them and add value even even more than we, we have been doing. Um, we want to be defined and specialised in the real estate sector and emphasise that we've got a fantastic track record with clients and lenders such as yourselves, where we've been, you know, having key relationships, successful relationships in that way. Yeah, yeah. I think you do have, you do have a good relationship with, with lenders um, and customers... Uh, value what you do in the, in the relationships that you have because it adds value to them and their transactions that they're trying to do. That, 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 that's correct. And we've seen a um, massive growth over the last 18 months, but we really wanted to get that out there on a national level now, really. So that was what our focus was to rebrand our uh, specialist real estate, real estate sector experience and our relationships to get the deals done, to be honest, and get the funding for developers. And what was, what was the rebrand going to be called? What, what, did you have a... We were still going to call it Focus Commercial, but our, our colours were quite antiquated, really. Our website was old, it was dated, mm. and we wanted to give, not only do we um, help clients with the funding, but we also assist them with big consultancy in the development sector. So, as you know yourself, we're dealing with Roma, we, we specialise in helping uh, developers with their development appraisals um, and getting good solicitors in and just assisting them in every part of that way, really. Yeah, fantastic. And obviously, COVID um, was, I suppose, first discovered um, in, in November, but it didn't really start to have an impact in the, in the UK um, and certainly Europe in the beginning until probably February and then in the UK in March. Um, how's that impacted on uh, where you're at now, John? To be honest, um, probably similar to yourselves, where we've had more inquiries um, because we were open for business over the COVID-19. The real, you know, the property market had to, had to keep flowing. Um, the developers had to, you know, keep, keep the sites um, getting funded. So we, as a company, we'd, we'd turned it from a negative into a positive and we'd used it to our advantage, COVID-19, which is not a nice thing to say with, uh, you know, in terms of um, people, people dying and stuff like that. But in, in, the, in the property sector, um, we, we just kept it going and our day-to-day strategy was, was easily adapted to government guidelines. We were COVID ready to us because a lot of our staff um, had offices at home and we, we were um, with technology, we, we embraced technology. So a lot of our systems are um, cloud-based. Um, so mm. we had everything ready really. And, we, and to be honest, that's, that's come to fruition over the last, uh, last couple of months. We've, well, that's fantastic. You're obviously in a better position than, than, than many companies. What, what technology have you been using to enable that to happen or... 
so for instance, we, we've got a new um, CRM platform, which we've, we've had bespoke results, which is um, part of Salesforce. And that does our manual underwriting and our um, CRM functionality. We had offices that um, our clients' offices were all uh, home, which were home based, could all link into our cloud system. So that's that's really where we've we've, we've come about and um, and come through the um, a successful period, really. Yeah, that's fun, that's fun, that's fantastic. The in terms of the, the what's happening now in the market, are you seeing that? Are you seeing that? Um, the quality of cases is, is, is good or bad? Are you seeing distress cases? Are you seeing, uh, you know, the old, what's called subprime or, or, or interesting deals? Um, how, how what, what kind of stuff is coming through at the moment? I'd say the majority of our cases that have come to have been development exits, um, dealing yeah. with lenders like yourselves, where you've took a commercial view of uh, what, what's happening in, in, in the, the economic global climate. Um, mm. we're, we're trying to get cases through that, I haven't got everything ticked off. So, for instance, on a development exit, if people haven't got the warranties, if people have, which no through fault their own, but, but but they will come in, people that seem to be lending like yourselves. So we we've, we've took advantage of that, and we've we've really, um, I'd say people's needs what they need. We've met them with the correct lenders. It was willing to take a commercial view. Yeah, and it's it's interesting from our, from our experience. But what we've seen um, is that people are starting to be able to buy better. Yeah. For example, we had, we had a deal that came in. Um, I'm not, you, you may have been, but I'm not, I'm not sure. But the deal that came in and the property was worth something like £220,000. Um, and the customer was, that's on a bad day, and the customer was paying £140,000, £145,000 for it. Um, and they were asking us to lend <coughs> 90 to 100. Uh, and so we were, at, you know, the valuation, we were at 40, 45%, 50% worse ways. Yeah, and yet, from the from the um, customer's point of view, it was a fantastic buying opportunity, almost like limited risk. So even if the market were to fall by twenty percent, they're still in the money. Yeah, and I think we're going to see a lot lot of that happening because there'll be more distressed sellers, unfortunately, um, and so it's going to be very much a buyer's market as opposed to a seller's market. What we've seen, I think, over the past, um, sort of t- you know, five years or so. Um, we're going to get back into a period of of uh, distress selling, distress yeah, selling, distress selling, and that means that the, that means that buyers are going to be able to take advantage. Those people with cash are going to be able to take advantage of you know great opportunities, and that means um, that firms like ours and firms like yours who specialise in um, the specialist property market, we will thrive. I think the difficulty, I think the difficulty is going to be. How do firms like ours um, handle their back book? Yeah, I because, agree with that. You know, because it's all very well. Um, you know, obviously, we, you know, we've built and we've we've grown, but we've got to help our customers be able to trade out of their existing positions with us. Um, and you know, we won't be alone in that. There'll be lots of lenders who have got big loan books that need to be much more hands-on with their customers because customers will need a lot more help going forwards than they've needed in the past. I, th- I think that's a good point. But I think the key factor here is both of us have been in this industry a long time and we've gone through the previous credit crunch. And I was speaking to Charlotte before, it, it, you can't buy experience. 
and I've been mm. through, I was a residential broker, you were in, I think you were at Together when the last credit yes. crunch uh, happened. So that experience that what we've been through, I think that was invaluable and that's where it'll, it'll be coming in now uh, into our own with dealing with key brokers or key, and key clients and managing their book. You've got to take a commercial view. When we do bridging all development exits, I'm an old fashioned broker where you, you've got to be responsible for the client and also the lender and make sure how they're going to get out. And that's always in our due diligence factors and our placement alone. You, you can't have a lender where, I think this is from the peer-to-peer lenders, who've suffered over the last years with the industry. They've, they've got no experience. They've got mm. no experience in, in, in dealing with that. And I think that's where people like yourself, where Roma, I've, I've been through this process, most of your staff, because they've, you know, they've worked in the industry. Yes. And I think that's how people can cope. I think the new entrants are going to suffer or people with lack, lack of experience. I couldn't, you know what, I actually couldn't agree with you more. Um, it's amazing how many people and firms will be like rabbit in the, rabbits in the headlights uh, as to yeah. what, what, what's going on. And I think that once somebody said to me that those firms that took a step back, looked at what they're doing, looked at how they're doing it, and have come, uh, and have come back with you know, sensible propositions, um, those are the firms that are going to um, not only survive, but thrive. Thrive, I was going to say that from what comes out of this, because it's going to be a very interesting, very exciting market. Um, probably once it, well, it will be once it stabilizes. The question is, when will it stabilize? What's your view on that, John? I think stabilize. And I just think, I think, I think the next 12 months is going to be, I think people would be keen to, because they've been stuck in um, and have been a bit restricted. I think people have a natural motivation to get deals done and to, and to get back to get back into it again, but I think stabilised. Probably, I'd say the next eighty after eighteen months, we'll really see how it's gonna how it's gonna pan out. Really, um, mm. but I think I think once this initial period where, where we've been all stuck stuck at home, I think people will be keen to get things moving. To be honest, yeah, I think people. Are, yeah. yeah, I think people will be motivated. They'll want to get deals done. They'll be, they've had time to reflect, like you said, uh, being a bit frustrated in a way, and just keep. But I think it's going to be a big motivation. To be honest, big motivation. I think, I think you're dead right. I think I think you I think you are one 100% right. Um, one of the things that I've found, just personally, um, is that the opportunity to go out and see another family or to. Uh, you know, we're going to be doing a lot of training, for example, in, in, in the office, well, hopefully in the office next week, um, of um, you know, something new that we're kind of doing. I actually can't wait to mix with people. And yeah. people. It's, it's like, you know, we are social animals. We're not social distancing animals. We no. used to, you know, mixing and talking and driving off face-to-face contact with other human beings. Yeah, I think everyone misses that, to be honest. I mean, I do like, I mean, I've been in offices all my life, even before I was in finance a long time ago, mm-hmm. and you still miss that day-to-day. Um, I'd say, camarade, you know, speaking to people, having a yeah. joke with people, bouncing off people, I, I think everyone misses that. I mean, I've, I've been a bit um, bit lucky in that way because a lot of the time I do work from home, even though mm-hmm. we've got an office, we do work from home, but you've still got to interact with people. And that's why, um, even with your clients, you, 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 I mean, I've a lot of, we've, we've had a lot of uh, in contact with our clients at the moment with, with, with the project that they're doing. We're keeping involved with them. And that's always been a big part of our, 
our culture of focused commercial dealing with the clients, even to, once we've, we've, we've sourced a loan for them, even throughout the development of the bridge, how you're getting on, constant communication. And, and then again, that's what leads us to, to dealing with people getting their exits out because once, you know, circumstances do come up where, which are unforeseen. Um, yes. You know, everyone's a human being. We have not, you know, extraordinary circumstances, and and that's where I think where you've got to take a common sense approach. Um, and and I noticed Rome was on that with a couple of my loans. To be honest, to be fair, to me, we had a couple of loans near near uh, expiration, and they took a common sense approach and extended it, which was you know, it goes a long way. Yeah, I think I think I think how how lenders deal with um, their their customers that are on their books now, I think will determine the strength of relationships that there are going forwards with those lenders. So if we don't know that we're not the cheapest lender in the market, we know that. Um, but what we try and do is we, we try and build deep, strong, long-term relationships with our customers so that they will want to come back and the extra that they're paying for the loan, um, and don't, don't get me wrong, you've, you've got to be in the mix, but um, the extra they're paying for the loan means um, that, they value that they value that relationship, um, and that's therefore built in, in in terms of the the value. It's, it's dead easy. Anybody can be the cheapest. Anybody can be the cheapest. But what you've got to do is you've got to give customers value, and customers will pay that little bit more for value if they think that they've got a stronger relationship that comes out of it. I, I couldn't agree more. Before I was in finance, I was in procurement, and it wasn't cheapest price. It was always best value. And yeah. I've always, that, that's in any walk of life that you, you, you go to. So if you get your best value, you're going to pay for it. Yeah. What have you, um, what have you found that's been helpful from um, other lenders uh, in the market that, you know, just excluding Roma, because obviously we're, yeah. I know where the best there is, right? And all Roma Roma, obviously. <laughs> but um, <laughs> what, what have you found helpful from other, other firms, John? Uh, we, we've, we've dealt with, other lenders that are in the market because every no, no everyone's got a sweet spot for the deals. Roma, other lenders that we use, and we, we do a lot of developments as well and development exit. And to be honest, they've been really helpful and accommodating the key relations that we've built with them. They've come through to fruition, and they and they, did you want a lender? To, they've been prudent, which I agree with. And mm. we're not a broker who'll argue with a lender if we don't think just for the sake of it. If we think it's right, we'll agree with them. Um, so and and we. That, that's what's really uh, benefit, but benefited us from that. We've just got a development loan through um, yesterday, a formal offer for a ground-up development, which there's not a lot about at the moment. Yeah. Um, the lender was prudent. They reduced their loan to GDV and the loan to cost, which we, we, we agreed. They put the contingency up by 10%, and um, they extended the build time by from 12 to 15 months, which I thought was cor correct because that's the, that's way the market and the sensitivity in the market dictates. So mm. we, we had to adapt then and we had to then get an equity partner and we've and we done that. We got the deal, we're getting the deal through. So that's where we've adapted and got the mm. deal through. And the lender was really, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a well-known lender and they were really responsive to it and they worked that's with really us. That's really good. I think that's testament and um, that's all testament to you and your relationship that you've built with that lender. So you've been able to negotiate that for the customer. Um, so it's a win-win for everybody. The lender, yeah. yeah, it's dead, right? That deal's proceed now. And, you, you know, it's, yeah. uh, we were ecstatic that we got it through. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think that's all, that's all testament to you and your relationship that you've built with that lender. You've been able to position the transaction in such a way that the lender, it's, it's worked for the lender um, to the benefit of the customer as well. Yeah, 
that's fantastic. Um, what do you think the future holds for the property market? What do you think we're going to get from here? As I said before, I think we've, we've both been through um, one of the, well, the worst recession in 2007, 2008. The property market will always go back. And I was, I was saying to my colleagues the other day, the property market itself, there's too many sectors involved in it not to, not to fail. You've got, so you've, got, you've got your lawyers, you've got your QSs, you've got your architects, you've got your construction workers. So it's usually a speed bump in the road. That's the way I look at it. But it's always going to keep progressing because just... The, the, the country um, thrives, well, the, the globe really thrives on, on, on property. It's, it's um, real estate is so, is in every area of business. In no, I couldn't agree business. with you more. I, I couldn't agree with you more. What do you think will happen to city centres and and, and, um, and and kind of retail space and office space? What What's your... Do you know what, first I thought, people will, will adapt from working from home. But I think, like... The point that you said before, it's people need social interaction. So mm. I think, I mean, I believe, um, I believe this has been a competitive advantage for some companies. So, for instance, I was watching, I think it was Bloom Pick the other day by chance, which you don't normally uh, watch. And he was saying the likes of I'm not, I'm, not saying, I'm, not, I'm not clever enough to watch that, John. Neither am I. I just, I just I, I sat on the controls and got the wrong channel. But they mentioned <laughs> Peloton, which I've been using, by the way. I've got one of them in this pandemic. And they were saying that them and TikTok, I've actually took more office space because they've took, they've had the competitive advantage because of their business have grown during the pandemic. And I yeah. think if you go back to the credit crunch many years ago, there was people weren't getting mortgages, but all the rentals went up. You, you couldn't get any. So it's like a seesaw effect. So I think, I think people will still take offices, but it might be different, different parts and different sectors that will take yeah. them. It's interesting. So we're, we're, we're having to do some, some training of some, um, some staff that we're kind of redeploying from next week um, internally. Um, and you can't do the training over Teams or Zoom or WebEx or whatever. You have to do the training really face-to-face um, yeah. because one of the things that you know, we'll want to be doing is we'll want to be listening to the phone calls that people make, listening to how they handle different situations. Yeah. Do that virtually. You've got to be there so working collaboratively in the same place to be able to give people the training that they need. So we are having to go back into the office next week. A small number of people, I get it. Yeah. Uh, so instead of having, you know, 30 people in the office, we'll have five or six. Yeah. Um, and then what we'll do is we'll kind of ro- rotate it and or, or we'll, we'll bring back people who are, um, you know, living on their own. Um, so they need, they need, from a mental health point of view, they need to... Yeah people will bring back people who live in um you know small flats um where they're working from the kitchen table at the moment which is not great as well but we'll bring those people back um, and then we'll bring people back who live close to the office where they can walk in don't need to use public transport i think that's very good and 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 i think what what this is this has been a big wake-up call for in this COVID-19 that you've got to appreciate what you've got because, I mean, I'm lucky I've got a garden, but a lot of people haven't. And, yeah. and you know, living in apartments and like you said, living on their own, um, people do need social interaction. I mean, my parents um, were on the vulnerable side, so they were lucky. There was two of them and they get on. But there was people, um, people who probably didn't see each other and or see anyone. And, you know, and especially the older people, um, some yeah. of them are computer literate. So, yeah. It makes you really um, feel blessed, really, in a way. Yeah, you, know, you are 100% right. Um, and, um, you know, 
it's funny, I will be the last person that, that comes back to the office because, you know, I live at home with my family. Um, I've got a good relationship with my wife, I'm pleased to say. Um, I've got a garden, um, so I can enjoy that, that space. I've got the countryside near me so I can go for walks. Um, so I'm the, I am the lowest priority in our business to come back into the office. Yeah, it's, it's probably same as me, probably. Same as me. So, what, so what do you think is the, what is the one piece of advice you would give to um, property investors at the moment? Use diligence. Make sure you do your homework on every deal. Not only for, you know, if, if you're investing, up, do your homework on it. And always factor in a contingency if it's going to go wrong, because that's the key with anything. Yeah. Factor yeah, in absolutely. if it goes wrong. What's your worst case scenario? We deal with developers, I mean, mainly developers, some investors, but mainly developers. And the amount, for instance, you don't put contingency, uh, contingencies in is, is, is shocking, to be honest. Um, mm. So investors and developers, factor in contingency, whatever that, whatever that is in, in, in your investment strategy or your development strategy. And this is even coming out to lenders where, or people where they've, you know, we, we, were, we were lucky, we had a contingency plan uh, for this COVID-19, which no one imagined would happen. Um, and some companies have probably suffered, you know, you know, terrible from it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, anything else that you want to, um, to 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 raise? Chief Roma, where where do you see you you going in the space? For instance, I know your sweet spot for your loans. You're going to increase them more, or your loan to values, or you're going to do more ground up developments. Um, that's a, that's a really good question. I think, right? I guess the best way the best way of me describing it. Um, yeah. We are watching and we are waiting to see what's, what's, what's going on. What I said to you right at the very beginning, which, which was that um, there are going to be um, fantastic buying opportunities because there's distressed sellers um, is going to be absolutely true. So we're trying to position ourselves where we can back people who, are, who, who know what they're doing, taking advantage of market opportunities to, uh, to create wealth for themselves and their families. And that's what we that's what we wanted to do, and that that will be a mixture of you know people doing the simple tartan turns, people taking over sites where um, developers have, have got cash problems or you know cash flow problems. Um, it will be developers needing a, you know a bit of a, bit of a little bit of a, a, a push, a bit of a kick to um, get sites finished um, without needing to sell. Um, we're looking to take advantage, positioning ourselves to take advantage of what's going to be we think. Um, a very, very interesting and very exciting market once it stabilises. I agree with that. I've just, I've just been thinking now. Would you consider, as part of your product range, something like for the experienced developers or people you know, or for the brokers that you know and deal with for their clients, maybe like a hunting license where they can, they've, they've got a revolving credit facility where they know what to do. Yeah, it was it's interesting. We, we talked, we talked about hunters' license for for a long time actually. Um, business is something that we want to do, and we wanted to do probably for the last 12 to 18 months. Yeah. We, obviously, they've got to be secure and license, um, and, you know, customers have got to pay a non-utilisation fee on what they don't use for the reason that, obviously, it costs us money to give, to hold the cash there. Um, yeah. It's doing nothing. Um, so, you know, you can have a non-utilisation fee on, 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 that, on, on, on that, well, effectively, a, a utilisation fee on that they use. Yeah. Okay, so, they charge interest on what they do use. They charge a much smaller amount on what they don't use. Um, and yeah, we'd be, we'd be happy to do that. Uh, I think that's a great idea. I mean, and I, like I said, I agree with the non-utilisation because 
what we what we see to our clients is um, your lender is it, it's not us against them. It's 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 a partnership. You both want to succeed. Yeah. So and and that's the main. A lender and a, and a client are really are, even the broker to an extent because the broker doesn't want to. Like I said before, we're responsible brokers. Where we want to make sure that the client pays the money back. The lender doesn't lose any money, and it's mm. a partnership. So yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, fab. Okay. Right. Lovely talking to you. Nice yeah, to you too. It's been too long, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. And thanks for supporting. Focus. You've been. Um, you really have come out, come out of this at the uh, the other end. I think I'm saying to Charlotte before. I think you're going to do really well out of it, Rome. Um, you know, you you really supported the brokers and the clients, and you've been out there. With, Thank you. I, I mean, to be honest, I when I first started, I thought, right, I've been through this position before. And I said to Charlotte, I'm going to be like a squirrel, get me nuts in it. I haven't stopped since the 16th of March. Because I've been through yeah. a credit crunch. I said, you've got to get yeah. your monies in. No one knew people getting bounced back loans. Or I said, get as much as you can in. And I haven't. I was off last week. I hadn't stopped, to be honest. But you, you've been really supportive. Um, and I think, I think you're going to, I think you're going to really uh, gain a lot from this, from this support of the brokers. So thanks for supporting the key brokers. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pleasure. And, and on that point, after God's ears, let's watch this space. Yeah, okay. Well, thanks very much, Scott, for inviting me on the first one. It's a pleasure, pleasure, and, and thank you for joining us. Okay.